Welcome to One Health Wednesdays. This podcast aims to promote the principles of One Health and encourage professional development. Here's your host, Ginger Dixon. everyone. Welcome to One Health Wednesdays, a collaboration between LabOp Global and One Life Epi Solutions. I'm Ginger Dixon, and I'd like to introduce our guest today, Mariana Delgado. Hi, Mariana. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ginger. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you are a veterinarian. You work in wildlife health in the One Health space. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear more about you know, your background and how you got to this point in your career and into One Health. Thank you for that question. Is it has been uh, a long way to hear. I study veterinary uh, medicine in Peru, and I always loved wildlife. My objective, my aim, was to work in wildlife, just for being near to nature and work with them. And since since the beginning of my professional career. I try to get some internships and practice in in zoos or in rescue centers. And I had the opportunity of seeing year after year how wildlife arrived more and more to the rescue centers. So my perspective of wildlife health changed a bit. And I saw that the solution was not for for me what satisfied me because it's important too but i i i wanted to work in prevention and try to to avoid or prevent that species to come to the rescue centers and that's how i end up working with the ministry of peru working on conservation and education of for wildlife my work was to to travel around the Amazon forest for teaching um, co- government um, workers about the legislation, about management, about um, education of wildlife uh, in general and wildlife health. And I work with the with NGOs and with the government, making some uh, training and. Uh, a year ago, less than a year ago, I had the, the chance to join the, the World Organization for Animal Health on an internship on prevention and resilience of diseases coming from animal health. So I got another perspective of the problem. I, I've seen how, how wild animals came to the rescue centers, how the management in all South America and, and in some countries in Europe of animals that cannot be uh, released to the nature again is a, a problem that is growing. And I see the, the management from the governmental point of view. And now with the World Organization for Animal Health, I had a global perspective and a global a global way of trying to solve this issue of wildlife. In all these these way, this by the way, this um, this well way until here, I had as a veterinarian, I work a lot with diseases, 
and well i discovered the one health approach and the the perspective of health um, of humans like uh multi multi perspective no what is it well like one health is working yeah. like a interdisciplinary you know what i'm like trying to multi-sectoral. say sectoral <laughs> multi sectoral yeah okay i i start to to know it more about the one health approach uh the multi sectoral work and the the fact that health is not just hum, uh, human health but it's um it's related with animal and environmental health so that's how i start working in from the with wildlife health from the wildlife health approach um because well now diseases on wildlife are increasing the survival of some species it's a really threat for them right now um and it's not just that we will have a biodiversity loss, but that is really important too. But these diseases can also affect livestock or domestic animals. Um, a really good example of livestock is ASF, African swine fever, that has a, mortali- a really high mortality rate or uh, uh, diseases that can affect domestic animals or that domestic animals can share and infect uh, wild animals. A really good example of that is canine distemper that affect uh, lions in in Africa and killed a lot of lions. Uh, And even diseases that can affect humans like uh, influenzas, having influenzas. So from the One Health approach, wildlife diseases are related with the balance of the environment, the the health of the population, and the they, when this balance is disrupted, we have these outbreaks of diseases and affect all public health. Um, that's how I, how I end up loving this part of of the career, and I see the the importance and the the value of working with wildlife since the disease perspective and trying to work with wildlife for not only for public health and human health, but for the balance of the ecosystem of the planet Earth. I think wildlife can be related with diseases, but wildlife are a key stone on the on the on the planet. Without wildlife, we will not have clean water or um, oxygen or even uh, woods and forests. Wildlife are extremely important for all of us. Uh, an example that I always like to say is um, sea otters. They eat sea urchins and that's how they control uh, kelp forests. And in that way we have oxygen and everything is connected and everything is one health and it goes it relates with wildlife and one health yeah i love that and i like that you're focusing on that that wildlife component of one health you know that and and uh that component doesn't seem to we could definitely use a lot more focus on on that as well and 
know, when you're outlining how these ecosystems work and balance with each other, you know, if we are hunting the sea otters and there's less sea otters and there's more sea urchins and then less kelp and it's a really good point. We were discussing a little bit uh, before the show about this new certification that you've done in wildlife disease risk analysis. And I'd love to learn more about that and, and have our audience learn more about that as well. Yes, sure. Uh, the wildlife disease risk analysis is a methodology that the IUCN conservation group has made um, with the OIE. And it's a methodology that provides a structured and evidence-based method to understand the the, the complex system in which wildlife diseases occur occurs and for having a response when it's occurred when this disease occurs. Um, it's a collaborative and multi-sectorial work and it's a process used for supporting decision makers to identify the most uh, significant disease, the most probable hazards and agree how to respond. This risk analysis in wildlife diseases um, comes from the One Health approach. Wildlife diseases are related with, well, with multiple causes, with deforestation maybe, or any human-induced environmental degradation, or with trade now with globalization, we have transport of humans that can spread diseases like epidermicosis or um, animals as, as pets or, or even just goods that can, can, can spread African swine fever. So nowadays, the, the analysis of risk coming from wildlife diseases is really important. And the wildlife disease risk analysis help us to have a clear perspective and understand all the process where we have um, risks and have, and they, it gives us um, a way to understanding in which part of this change you know, of this process we can act when, how, um, if we can prevent some kind of risks or if we can control a disease as, that is already here. No, the wildlife disease risk assessments have six parts. The first one is to find to try to describe the problem. The problem could be when releasing a monkey in the Amazon forest, the monkeys um, could have a disease and spread it on the wild population. Then find look for the hazards, like all the diseases that this monkey could be having and could be spreading to the wildlife population. Then the risk assessment that is to try to prioritize all the all the diseases, all, all the, the possible risk, not, not just pathogens, all the risk that we have when we we take uh, so some kind of decision decision with um, with wildlife. Try to manage the risk that we are already um, identifying and then to implement um, a methodology to, to follow this 
population or this action. And a really interesting part of this risk analysis in wildlife is that the, the communi communication part of the of the progress of risk analysis is really important and it's focused on all the stakeholders. I will take again the example of the monkeys. If we are releasing monkeys in the Amazon forest, we are not just talking with veterinarians or scientific, but also with the people who, who live there, with um, the people who owns uh, some kind of factory near to, to the releasing site. And the idea is to have a really open mind and really try to, to address all the risks and address and try and, and, uh, and aware all the stakeholders and all the people who will be involved in this, in this event. Absolutely. And that's, that's a huge part. You know, we talk about how a lot of times these scientific findings can become a little bit buried, you know, in these, these very niche communities or in scientific publications, mm -hmm. and they may not get out to the people who are really interacting with these wildlife and need to hear this information. So that's excellent yes. that that takes that into, into account as well. Yes, it's really important. And I think nowadays we, 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 we can see the importance of wildlife health more and more. And there are more people working, but uh, being inside this group of scientific, I am luck, I'm lucky to be inside this, this world of wildlife health. But I can see in like the people around me doesn't know much about it. And it affects us all as just talking about one health, uh, the health of wildlife is really important, not just from the perspective of the disease, the point of view of, or the, of the disease, but also from the point of view that wildlife give us a lot of services that I already tried to say at the beginning, but it's really something that we have to share with people. Wildlife is not just animals that are in the nature they are part of our lives and because of them we can feed ourselves uh, because of i don't know bats or bees that that pulling that are pollinizing uh, crops or thanks to frugivorous bird we have forest and oxygen about like wildlife is a really big topic and really needs to be assessed um, and really need to be communicated to a, a more wide public. We, I think we all have to be aware of the importance of wildlife for our lives. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that you highlighted that, you know, that it's not just focusing on the disease or, you know, what risk do they pose to us, but but also highlighting, you know, how important they are to our everyday life and into our ecosystems and the environment. And, and I like that. And I, I want to ask, so for this certificate, um, you know, that provides this, this framework um, to look at going back to the risk part, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that something that, that anyone can apply for and take, or is it a, you know, a certain process to go through and, and do uh, learn about that? 
this course is an online training course made by the IUCN and the Special Survival Commission and Conservation Planning, planning of uh, the IUCN. Uh, I find out about this course on LinkedIn. I was just uh, scrolling and I found it. I had to send an application and I know that we were like 50 persons um, doing this training course. I know that we were the first group. However, if we were the first group, that means that it will be a second and a third and <laughs> I hope a lot of more uh, students doing this kind of, of, of training. It was really, really helpful because it gives you the, the methodology and the, the structure and the, the, the template, let's say template to follow all the steps that have to be, um, analyzed when taking a decision with wildlife with the aim of mitigate risk of wildlife diseases yeah and that's excellent you know those frameworks like that or those templates i like that um those are so important in in public health and in science in general it kind of gives us a a standard process you know or a way to go through these steps and and all be on the same page and that's excellent that you've learned that and incorporated that in and and that you got to pilot it that's cool <laughs> Yes, and another thing is not just a template, also the fact that we were not, well, I am a veterinarian, but we, they were other, other careers uh, making, taking this course, and it's really important to, to, to know that in all the One Health approach, we have to, to have a multi-sectoral point of view, because One Health is more than just a disease, it's also working from a, an economic point of view for making trying to understand why government have to give, I don't know, some, some, some foundings for this or this project. We have to work with anthropologists to try to get to, into people who has always eaten, I don't know, some kind of, of bat. And now they have to be uh, careful because of Ebola or things like really the One Health approach have to be multi-sectorial for, for for getting getting into a a good result of the of the work of the project of the analysis yeah absolutely absolutely and that's a very uh, foundational principle with with one health is that the interdisciplinary work and multi-sectorial and i like that you brought in the anthropology component that's something that i haven't seen focused on a lot but that makes sense that you know, it, in order to work with someone and really build in this education, it helps to know where they're coming from and what their past, you know, and culture is. Yes, uh, I'm from Peru and I work a lot with people in the Amazon jungle and we needed an anthropologist because we have to understand and have to see from which perspective we can make them like we can give them reasons to take care of some species or to have some kind of behavior whenever they 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 interact with some species you know because you cannot go in the middle of 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 the tangle of any kind of um, ecosystem and change everything they have a culture they have a way of thinking they have a different um 
culture, religion, everything. So the anthropological part of, of the work is really important. When you go to indigenous communities or or like to 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 communities that are different than than you or than me maybe we have different point of view uh, on <laughs> many things and it's really important to understand each other and sometimes and uh, anthropologies can be really helpful really really helpful yeah yeah lawyers too lawyers are hyper helpful for one the one health approach too. yeah you know I, I haven't heard that either bringing in lawyers and the the one health but that's important too <laughs> No, yes. Um, in the World Organization for Animal Health, we work with codes, and it's really important to 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 have a, a background, like somebody with a, a law background, to work with them. Because as a veterinarian, you you might know that we don't have that background, and sometimes you really need to to have their knowledge to to build understandable and useful code for whichever thing like welfare yeah. it's really important yes and in wildlife also we have uh important uh, like the cities have a lot of of work cities have a, a lot of work with um lawyers because they they try to to give some laws for commercial uh, commercialization of well of biodiversity in general or the different agreements that that uh, we need to settle for taking care of wildlife they are really important yeah yeah especially working you know if you're working globally and there's different regulations in different areas yeah it's important to have people with that legal knowledge <laughs> to help navigate those yeah so i like that you need a, a navigator and a translator for the <laughs> and working with these people um now shifting gears a little bit um you were telling me that you have written a, a paper talking about the, the increase in wildlife diseases. Um, and then you have an upcoming paper as well. I'd love to hear more about your work and, and research in those areas. Thank you for that question. I, I work in, on research in avian malaria. I work with wild species. Um, and I find out that there are not much information about diseases. I work uh, from South America, but I think the reality is the same all over the world. Um, we we will need more information for 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 like having a real a real perspective of the reality that is happening right now in wildlife health around the globe. And another thing that I'm working on, and I will just say a little bit, is in surveillance in wildlife health. That is um, a main, uh, a really important part of wildlife health because we need to to be able to have a a program. It's more an in-country program to to be able to to find and to to be aware whenever this kind of situation happens, um, to be able to to give a response, a, a, a 
rapid uh, response whenever a, an outbreak appears or uh, a spillover starts to 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 happen. Um, yes, I think that's everything I can say about the new paper. But I think we will discuss about it in another uh, um, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. We'd love to have you back on to, to talk more about it. And you know, especially that surveillance, um, there's been a lot of discussion around a need for more global surveillance and especially those with wildlife diseases and filling in those gaps. And so mm-hmm. I think the fact that you're doing more research in that is is excellent. So we look mm-hmm. forward to seeing it come out. <laughs> and I, I want to ask at this point so you've you know, you've had a lot of experience with the world organization for animal health and in research and you know now with this new certification that's really exciting uh what advice do you have for students or people early in their careers um people wanting to transition into one health i think that one health is already something really um interesting and it is really something that brings passion to professionals. I think it's an issue that we are all involved in. So it's really easy to love the work of One Health. However, I think they they need to understand all the factors were um, playing a part in One Health. You have to know that you will have to work uh, with human doctors and with veterinarians and with uh, biologists, ecologists, epidemiologists, um, anthropologists, and oldergists, because it's <laughs> really a wide um, concept and it in- involves us all. And for being like uh, a really good advice for students who would like to work on 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 one health is to try to to always be following the the news the 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 epidemiolo- epidemiological news um, in in general I, in this case that affects animals and uh, humans and environment you will have many different platforms to be um, always reading about new outbreaks now we have the monkeypox outbreak that we are hearing all over the news or but there are plenty and plenty of other diseases that happens and we have um, we collect information every day so a really good way of starting in this one health uh, world is to 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 try to to be to be um updated and to know about everything because like every try to be updated and in this with that I think that you will have an idea of how interconnected we are with everything like if we will have a pox on peaches that I was reading the other day we'll have hungry and we will not have um um alimentary safety seguridad alimentaria um like we will we will we could have hunger in some part of the world so it's really interesting to be be aware of everything that is happening and really try to understand how everything is interconnected and after you are really 
um, aware and you know how everything matters to 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 the other. Um, try to find one part of the issue to address because it's really why do you will I think ne nobody could never work in all the the one health uh, issues you have to I think you have to to focus on something and each and every part of the one health um, concept is really interesting so I will give them the advice of falling in love of one of the parts and try to 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 work since that small part of the issue otherwise i think it's too wide and you you will never be satisfied <laughs> yeah. you have yeah. to choose there's definitely a lot to focus on and and i like that advice of you know staying um in touch with you know news of what's mm -hmm. going on and and following some sources we'll we'll certainly put some some resources in the uh in the links as well for some resources for that and i know uh with oie and um formerly known as oie now the world <laughs> organization for animal health <laughs> um they have a lot of great updates as well so yes they they have um um a public i think the the english word for that is like a new news like you can put your your mail and you will have um news about diseases and yeah, yes like a newsletter newsletter that's the the word that that i was looking for yes for for always being aware of what happened with animal health around the world world that's fantastic I think that's a, a great resource. Mm -hmm. They also have the Wahis platform system that is a platform who collects information data of animal health, not just wildlife, but also livestock and all kinds of animals, um, included aquatic animals that I think it's amazing. And well, personally, personally, I don't know much about um, aquatic animal disease, but if you are interested on that, you you will have a lot of information of aquatic animal disease in that platform yeah yeah mm. i uh i think that'd be great to check it out and every time that you you focus on something on one health you will have a whole world opening we are just talking <laughs> about animal diseases and we already have a lot of things to talk about yes it, it's wild it's amazing it's fascinating it's it really it's really something that you enjoy to work in like something that really well, for me it really matters and it's really something that you want to give more and more of yourself and it's amazing how 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 many things we can work in and we, we will never end and we will and we can have a really good impact on the environment, in the wildlife health, or in whichever part of the One Health approach that you're interested on. Yes, definitely. And then we love to see that passion in people working <laughs> in One Health. And I think that's definitely a common denominator, you know. In all of us. <laughs> yes, most definitely. That's fantastic. 
And I want to thank you for you know sharing with us today your experience and and sharing that passion, and want to give you a moment here to thank anyone that you'd like to that's helped you along the way. Uh, thank you for the for for this time. Uh, I really love to share all my experience because at the beginning, and this is for the students, you don't know where you will end up and follow what you love and and doing things that satisfies you and with things that you can wake up every day and be happy to go to work is the most amazing amazing thing that that can ever happen and well i would <laughs> if i have to to thanks people i think that since the first professor that was called i i I, I admire him so much because he was the one who introduced me to the wildlife world. Uh, his name is David Montes. I remember that he introduced me to another doctor that was working in the national um, national history, no, natural history museum, and that was my first uh, approach with wildlife. And since since then, this person. Um, recommend me to the next one and next one and next one and I start to build a network of people passionate of people that love to share their knowledge people who who really are doing a work that matter for, for them and a work that they 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 will they they are more happy to be working that in holidays for sure. I can tell you that everybody who works on one health and in wildlife prefers to work that being on holidays on, on the beach. I think that I have so many persons to 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 that I I, I could have I will have to say thanks to them. Uh, I will never finish. <laughs> Even now in the World Organization for Animal Health, like not just my team, every person that have this passion that makes you go keep going on and make more studies and feel that you are making some kind of improvement for, for One Health. Everyone is amazing. I, I could never end with the list. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. You know, it's hard to... Um... There's so many good people that, that we get the opportunity to work with. It's hard to, to thank them all, you know, to like keep a list. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, and um, again, thank you for joining us today. And, and uh, we wish you luck on your One Health adventure. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for, for having me. I really had a really good time. Um, we were talking before, and this is something that Ginger and I are extremely passionate about it. And we, I think all the people working on, on One Health want to share and to get to more people um, and to, to transmit the message of One Health and how everything is interconnected and is important for, for each other. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, I, I, I love to be here to share this, this uh, training pro program that I follow with you. And I encourage everybody who wants to do this. It's, it has been incredible. And you have a full perspective of uh, a risk analysis methodology. So um, yes, it's, it has been great to be able to share a little bit of my story and to to give you some advice about 
risk analysis and and for me the most important is always to to share the the value and the importance of wildlife for everybody and if every and each one of us whenever wherever we are like we always depend on some wild species so thank you for having me and to to letting me share uh, this message with you absolutely absolutely we've we've enjoyed it i enjoy hearing more about it <laughs> um and yeah thank you thank you for your work To support the mission of One Health Wednesdays, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify and remember to leave a rating and review. You can find us on all social media channels and at onehealthwednesdays.com.